welcome to Portrait of a Londoner. On this week's episode, I'm speaking to Shadow Solicitor General and Member of Parliament for Lewisham West and Penge, Ellie Reeves. We talk about her journey into politics, her local connection to the area of London she represents, and pose some questions from you, our listeners, that you've kindly sent in via socials and email. We love engaging with you in this way, so do continue to connect with us via Instagram, where we're at Portrait of a Londoner, Twitter at Portrait Podcast, or by email. Thanks for listening. Ellie, welcome to the podcast. Can you start by telling me um, about your own journey into politics? Yeah, sure. Well, I joined the Labour Party when I was uh, 15, uh, so quite some time ago now. And I was at, I was at school uh, in the constituency, uh, grew up in uh, South East London. And I just always had this sense of there just being a lot of inequality we had lessons in our we, didn't, we had lessons in um in huts in the playground because there weren't enough classrooms and uh, there weren't enough textbooks to go round half of the time and it felt that we were really sort of undervalued it was a a, a East london girls comprehensive school and i felt that no one really had much aspiration for the 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 the, the not the school they, they were fantastic but you know the the local authority the government didn't seem to have much aspiration for um, at people at schools like like mine, and I didn't think that was that was right. And um, uh, rather than sort of sit around and moan about it and sort of feel very aggrieved by it, I thought well, I'm going to do something about this. So um, I joined the Labour Party, got out campaigning, campaigned in the '97 general election, and have been sort of involved uh, ever since. And what do you what do you love about being MP, being an MP? Are those things that sort of um, spurred you on when you were younger? Still, still those things that you are passionate about? Yes, um, I, I, I'm passionate about equality, um, and um, I, I'm, I'm passionate about trying to make a difference. I mean, I, I represent the constituency that I've lived in for most of my life. I, I grew up here. Um, I'm bringing my own family up here, and. I, for me, representing my local community in Parliament, being a voice for my local community in Parliament is something that's really important to me. You know, politics isn't this sort of abstract thing. It's it's how can I give a voice to people in my local area? How can I raise issues that that that, that, that affect us? Um, and being a member of Parliament gives me a platform to, 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 to do that. So, you know, that's that's something that you know motivates me um, to, to to not just to do the job that I do, but to um, strive hard to, to to make a difference to the local community. And you know, on, on top of that, I was a lawyer for many years before I went into Parliament. I'm sort of passionate about justice issues, um, and uh, as a member of Parliament, I'm now Shadow Solicitor General, and that gives me an opportunity to push forward on. Um, um, sort of reform of the justice system, for example, which is something that I feel really strongly um, about, alongside all of those issues that you know got me involved in politics uh, in the first place. You know, equality um, uh, and um, uh, sort of social justice. Absolutely. Well, I actually heard you. I had the pleasure of listening to you at, um, talk at the International Women's Day event for Sydenham School. Oh yes, it was a brilliant, brilliant event. And um, and you yeah. opened that event, and it was great. And you spoke passionately about 
women in politics and kind of inspired lots of young people, including my daughter, about, you know, um, potential career in politics. One of the things you spoke about was about voting times for women, you know, well, voting times in general. And can you just talk to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So just for a bit of background, um, before I was elected to Parliament, I was an employment rights lawyer. So I always did a lot of work around um, equality and particularly um, around things like sex discrimination and maternity um, rights and making, um, you know, making workplaces uh, family um, friendly. Um, and I was elected to Parliament in, in 2017 and I have to say I was quite struck by of how outdated a lot of the practices were. I mean, we're not employees, but it's still our workplace. And um, I was struck by how outdated quite a lot of the pra- practices were. My, my, my eldest was two and a half when I was um, uh, elected, and it wasn't always easy to sort of balance, um, you know, have sort of have sort of work-life um, uh, balance. And one of the reasons for that is just the, the way that we vote in Parliament. So. Um, the votes for ten, the, the, the sort of the, the, the times when votes are are uh, ten o'clock at night on a on a Monday, and then seven o'clock on a Tuesday and Wednesday, um, five o'clock on a Thursday. But it's those it's those it's those sort of nighttime and evening votes where you know, those are the times when we, we we have to we have to go and vote. And you think, all right, you've got to vote. Um, that that can't take long, can it? Well, it does. It takes a long time because the way that we vote is that uh, all six hundred and fifty MPs queue up um, to go into the what called the voting lobbies to give our names individually to tellers. Um, uh, you know, and that takes a long time. There's, there's literally a queue uh, of people just queuing up in quite a tight space to 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 to, to say their name, um, and, and it takes about twenty minutes for each vote. And so, if for example at ten o'clock at night you've got um, four votes, um, you're not finished until after an eleven o'clock. Um, the same, you know, very often that 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 that's hard when you've got a young family um as well and uh you know i've been trying to do some work around reforming uh parliament so that um the voting system is sped up so that we're not spending 20 minutes per vote you know we could use technology for example as we've all had to do during the pandemic um but we could for example uh have electronic voting booths. so there's there's quite sort of easy steps that could be taken actually just to mean that we're not all there in parliament very late at night and it's not just mps if if we're there all of the support staff are there as well it's not just it doesn't make it just unfamily friendly for members of parliament it also makes it unfamily friendly for the the, the, the large number of people that work on the parliamentary estate keeping us uh, keeping us safe there Absolutely. I mean, if ever there's a time to kind of reform some of this COVID kind of, um, you know, it's the time to do it, isn't it? Did read a stat that there are now something like 220 women MPs in, in, in Parliament, which is record record numbers. And actually in the Labour Party, we've got just over 50% of our uh, MPs are women. I mean, that's a huge amount of progress. I mean, um, in very recent history, um, the, the figure of female MPs was something like um, 10% in the, I think, that's only, I think that's only in the 90s, the figure was 10%. So it's gone up, it's gone up a lot. Mm. But 
you know, I still think we need to break down barriers. Um, you know, there's 650 MPs um, and we're nowhere near to having that 50-50 um, parity. And, actually, and I think that, that is something that we really need to uh, strive uh, for. Um, and I think we only do that by breaking down some of the barriers for people putting themselves forward in the in the first place, which is why I'm quite a big champion of parliamentary reform. I had my had my second um had my second child at the end of uh, um the end of 2019. Um and it was only earlier that year that Parliament had introduced um um any formal mechanism for um uh, for, for maternity leave um because um uh, when i had my when i had my second um there's a system of proxy voting in place which meant that for six months after the birth of my child someone um could vote on my behalf in parliament so i didn't have to go with the baby into parliament to, um to take part in in, in 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 key votes for example and that that the fact that that is so recent uh, not until uh, 2019 yeah. uh, i think sort of says a lot about sort of how uh, what attitudes can sometimes be like in uh, in, in parliament how slow we can be to to to, to embrace change and reform Absolutely, it, it it does seem like it, it it takes an awful time to kind of move things move things on. But there are people trying and trying to make that change, yeah. and yeah. you know, and it's 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 most diverse as well. I know there's a long way to go, but you know, I think there's ten percent um, BAME members of Parliament, and I think you know, are women. Um, so it's there's a there is a fair way to go, isn't there, in terms of acting? Yes, absolutely, absolutely, uh, and you know, it's important that that the Parliament, uh, the parliamentarians, um, you know, reflect wider society. Um, you know, it, it's 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 important that um, the Parliament is diverse, uh, both in terms of gender, ethnicity, um, uh, disability, sexual orientation, etc., but also career backgrounds as well. You know, we don't want to have a Parliament full of people that have only ever worked in politics, for example, you know, and I think that's something that we should also be striving to do um, as well, making sure that there is a, a, a diverse range of people coming into into Parliament and it's not just, um, you know, a sort of narrow cross-section of society. Absolutely, absolutely. Can you tell me about the work that you're most proud of? I know you're doing so many things, but what, what, what are you most proud of? Well, I mean, at the, at, at the moment... Um, uh, the last, um, well, certainly uh, this week, but um, over the um, last few months, I've been doing um, a lot of work uh, in my role as Shadow Solicitor General um, in relation um, to uh, women um, and, and violence against uh, women, and uh, in particular, um, uh, some really shocking figures that. Uh, that came out a little while ago uh, showing that rape prosecutions are at their lowest ever recorded uh, level um which is really which is really uh which is which which, which is really uh, terrible i think that there was uh, last year 55 uh, uh, thousand rapes recorded by the police um but of those just over 2000 uh Prosecutions were brought by the Crown Prosecution Service and obviously even fewer convictions, I think like 1,400 uh, convictions. So I've been doing a, a, a lot of work um, a, a around how the 
not just the criminal justice system, the whole system, how the whole system could be uh, reformed um, to support victims. And this week, um, I launched a survivor support plan for for victims of uh, of, of of rape, um, it, it, including. Uh, uh, for example, victims having a legal advocate from the moment they report their crime uh, in the police station to uh, right through to, to going to, to trial so that they've got you know, a, a legal advocate there supporting them every step of the way. Uh, and also court, back, court backlogs are, are now something like 55,000 uh, um, long, 55,000 uh, cases waiting to be to be heard in the in the backlog, and people are waiting years for their cases to be heard. And uh, one of the things we'd like to see is uh, effectively fast tracking uh, rape cases, so that witnesses can, uh, so that so the victims can can give their evidence um, um, pre-recorded and be cross examined uh, um, much earlier on, rather than waiting you know many years now to for their case to to, to get to, to get to court um so we announced that in a, in a, in a sort of wide package of measures this week and i have to say it is a piece of work that it's, it's difficult to say i'm proud of it because i feel so i just think I, I, it's, it's so depressing that it's needed um but you know it's a big piece of work um and a big sort of package of support that that we've set out um uh, and i sort of feel at least at least i've been able to to, to do that and and hopefully give a voice to 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 to, to people uh, to victims uh, and to try try and push for for change absolutely i mean i can i can only imagine if you've you know reported some that you know that kind of incident or something like that's happened to you the fact that it's so drawn out could really yeah. get a lot of people off you know and it, yeah. and that you know maybe that's one of the reasons why they don't you know you know get get to court or even get to that stage absolutely and 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 and, and actually um you know there, um, you know, there's, there's the, there was these fifty five thousand rapes that were reported, but actually a lot of rapes go unreported, and a lot of the time that is because people don't have confidence that the criminal justice system would deliver for them. For example, there was a report by the Victims Commission that said only one in seven victims of uh, rape and serious sexual violence had confidence that the criminal justice system would even deliver for them. So, you know, people aren't actually uh, e even coming forward because um, that they don't have confidence in the system. And that is really, really, really dreadful. Absolutely. It's great work that you're doing. I want to move on to some questions um, that we had from our listeners via socials and various other places. Um, sure. So we'll just kick off with those. Um, the first one is, what are the most important local issues for you to improve in Lewisham? Well, um, there's, there's, quite, there's quite a lot of, 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 of issues. And you know, things are difficult in Lewisham at, 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 at the moment in that the... the um, the, the local authority have faced, I think it's something like 63% of cuts um, over the last 10 years. Um, so, so, so there's, you know, th there are lots of uh, challenges. And of course, you know, we're still in the middle of, um, we're still in the middle of a, a, a pandemic, um, um, which you know, has put tremendous uh, strains um, on 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 the local on the local area, but you know I'm really proud of um, the local community and a lot of the 
the the the the sort of the the local the local organisations that are sort of making a, a difference on the on the ground. For example, um, you know, Youth First providing youth services across Lewisham, uh, Sydenham Garden, Young Lewisham Project, Carers Lewisham, uh, just across the border because my constituency is. Um, um, uh, covers Lewisham and and, and Bromley. Uh, we've got a fantastic uh, food bank uh, called uh, Living Well um, that provides um, hot meals, uh, food parcels, and also advice and advocacy for for, for those in uh, need. And I'm I'm really proud of a lot of these local um, organisations that do a huge amount to support the local um, community, um, but. You know, I work very closely with them, and you know, a lot of them, you know, rely on um, uh, grant funding from uh, councils that are hard pushed because of central government cuts, uh, and also, um, you know, charitable um, donations um, uh, and and grant funding. So, you know, one of the things I try to do is just support lots of local organisations that are making a, a real difference to the to the local community, um, and also campaigning for local authorities to have more uh, funding so that they can provide uh, excellent local local services. Awesome. Um... Ella, uh, Kissy Deborah, who was a young girl who lived near the South Circular in Lewisham, South East London, mm-hmm. who died mm-hmm. in 2013. And at her inquest, Lewisham was criticised for not taking enough action on, e- on emissions. What can be done to improve air quality locally? Yeah, I mean, e- e- Ella's death was uh, tragic and, you know, my heart goes out to to her family and uh, who I know have been um, campaigning tirelessly on 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 the issue of uh, of air air pollution, um, uh, which uh, contributes to far too many uh, premature deaths. But I think the government needs to set uh, in law enforceable targets to bring air pollution below the harmful level set by the World Health Organization. You know, the government the government could have taken action. Uh, but hasn't, which is uh, which is dis- disappointing. So I think you know there are some really clear lessons to be learned from uh, Ella's uh, tragic death. What are your views about the balance of power in the UK, especially after the uprising of Black Lives Matter, and how can we make politics more diverse? I think that's a really, really um, I- important issue, and you know we we saw the. The Black Lives Matter movement. Um, people have spoken so powerfully uh, about the need to stand up uh, against uh, institutionalized uh, racism and inequality in the in the in the country. And uh, again, I think there's lots of things that that could be done. You know, I've talked about work that I've uh, done in relation to justice uh, issues. Well, several years ago, David Lammy, um, now the Shadow Justice uh, Secretary, um, did a a huge uh, report into inequality uh, in the criminal justice uh, system, uh, uh, particularly uh, around uh, young uh, uh, black uh, boys being disproportionately represented within the criminal justice uh, system. And he made um, some really hard-hitting recommendations um, for for change, and it hasn't been implemented. Nothing from the you know that Lamy review has been implemented. So I think a good starting point for the government would be in, introducing uh, the the 
the the recommendations set out in the the Lamy uh, review, and then you know there were the recommendations in the the Williams review into the Windrush scandal. Again, they haven't been uh, implemented. Um, but there's also something I think would be just really simple and easy to do, which would be to make uh, Black History uh, part of the national curriculum. That's something I've written to the the education secretary uh, about, um, and I think it's just really important. Do you have any plans to better support asylum seekers in our area? Yeah, well, this is an area that um, I think Lewisham Council has been doing really uh, good uh, work on. So um, Lewisham are a a, a borough of uh, sanctuary for um, asylum uh, seekers. Uh, And there's a programme to resettle 100 refugee families um, by 2022. Um, I think 30 families have already been welcomed to to Lewisham under the resettlement scheme, which is the highest of, uh, of, of, of all London boroughs. And I, you know, I work closely with the uh, Lewisham Refugee and Migrant uh, Network, um, who, who, who do a huge amount of uh, brilliant work. One of the things um, that uh, concerns me is uh, the, uh, the, the no recourse to public funds uh, law, which means that uh, uh, many people can't access um, uh, public services, which is, uh, I think, needs uh, over overhauling. Um, but, 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 but Lewisham's, Lewisham's record uh, on this, being a borough of sanctuary and, and the resettlement programme, I think, is, uh, is, 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 is really strong. And some fantastic organisations doing great work out there, aren't there, Um, that you're linked with, I'm sure. The podcast is a London podcast. Um, You are South London, born and bred. Can I ask you, um, first off, uh, what do you love about where you live? I love the diversity of where I live. I'm really, I'm really proud to have been uh, brought up uh, and to live in South East London. Um, I, I think that um, we are a, a diverse and inclusive uh, community. Um, and I think we're a really strong uh, community. And, I, you know, as I said before, I think, you know, COVID has been, yeah, it's been an incredibly challenging 12 months, but what we've seen is the community um, come to come together, whether it's through, through mutual aid groups uh, being set up. There's loads of Pitchlay groups have been set up uh, across Lewisham, uh, or even just sort of you know people setting up WhatsApp groups or uh, delivering to food banks, um, looking out for neighbours, and I and I just think we've got a really strong sense of uh, community here in South East London, where people have been sort of willing to to help and support their their, their, their neighbours, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm incredibly proud of our our, our local area. Um, it's not to say we don't face challenges, we, we do, um, but uh, the way the community uh, comes to, comes together and the way that the diverse community comes together is something that I'm immensely proud of. How have your parents influenced you? Well, my, both my parents are teachers. Um, well, they're, 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 they're retired now. Um, and I think they're probably um, always uh, instilled in me a sort of uh, sort of passion for for learning um, and um, 
for also you know teaching is a caring profession um and you know they've always sort of taught me those sort of values of looking out for others and, and supporting uh, other people do you have any advice to women on becoming more women and young girls actually on becoming more active politically and who are your political inspirations well i think that you know anyone that is thinking uh, about going into politics i'd say just go for it um and you know i didn't start out when i was 15 and joining the labor party that i would end up in 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 parliament um the thought didn't cross my cross my mind um and i think you know if i can be elected to parliament then quite frankly anyone can you know um it's i would say to anyone that's thinking about entering a career in in politics is you know follow, follow your dreams and if there are barriers that are put up then break them down um and uh, you know don't don't be scared to, to challenge the the status the status quo um i can remember let's go back to the question you asked about parents i can remember as a teenager and i was thinking about you know university and uh, what I wanted to study and I, I was thinking about studying law and I said to my I said to my dad um well you know I'm thinking about I'm thinking about law but you know I just don't I'm sort of thinking about being a barrister I said I just don't know that people like me you know go into the law and become barristers and he said to me it's something that's always stuck 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 with me he said if you don't go for it how will that ever change and I think that's right unless you unless you unless you actually sort of say I'm going to try and break down those barriers um we'll never get change uh, so I think it's just really really important uh, for, for 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 anyone that's thinking of going for politics just to just to think right I'm going to give it a go go for it absolutely Ellie thank you so much We'd love to hear from you. We're on Instagram at Portrait of Londoner, Facebook Portrait of Londoner, and we're also on Twitter at Portrait Podcast. You can also email us portraitofalondoner at gmail.com. We've got lots of really exciting episodes to come. Thanks for listening.